You're listening to Creating Phenomenal for Your Life, episode number five, playing for the team and in the zone. This is Creating Phenomenal for Your Life. I'm your host, Dina George, MD, a lover of learning, a life and weight loss coach, and a family medicine doctor. This podcast is about mindset. What contributes to a life that thrives versus one that is stuck? We'll talk about many things, some related to coaching, some related to health, and some related to your questions, thoughts, and prompts. The ultimate goal of this podcast is to celebrate where we're at and give form to where we're going in our perfectly imperfect journey to a phenomenal life and give high fives along the way. Thanks for being here. Welcome. I'm sitting here on this beautiful Texas morning. It is past the halfway mark of summer, which means that summer is speeding up towards the end. Sitting here with some Roebos chai tea, lots of flavor, no caffeine, highly recommend it. And thinking about you and wanting to record this podcast. Today, we're going to talk about a new concept. At least it's new to me. I've been thinking about it for most of this year. The concept is playing for the team and shifting our minds around that idea in a way to shift our behaviors. I'm going to talk about also the zones that we play in and optimizing them, and we'll have more details later. I live in a college town with a lot of tradition around football, a lot. So there's lots of talk here about teams and end zones and scoring touchdowns, and we like it when there's more touchdowns on our side. (laughs) It's all super fun. This talk is different though. It's not about football. It's about the idea that we can apply to our life. And the idea behind this podcast came from a recent lunch where I was talking with someone who asked the question, how can you stay committed to fitness? My answer was mindset. I realized a while ago that when I make a commitment to someone else, I keep it no matter what, every time, even if it's inconvenient. And if I could use that same mindset applied to me and the commitments I make to myself, then I'm going to have that same level of honor towards the commitment. So playing for the team means being all in, whether I'm playing on someone else's team or I'm on my own team, because I see the value of it, my role in it, the joy of the experience, the work it entails, and then the goal that we're working towards. So my team might be a team of one. It might be a larger team. Somebody else's team may just be me or however many people that that are invited to it. Using the same mindset of how I would work for somebody else is how I want to work for me and my team. So why does it matter? Why shift the perspective? Why think of, instead of me, thinking of my team? I can think of six ways. The first, shifting the mindset in this way increases the value that I put on the team. If it's not about me, but it's about the team, then it's a commitment that I'm going to follow through and not let down. I want my team to win every time. Number two, it decreases judgment, especially for others, because I'm taking care of my needs or my team's needs. Do you ever hear this? And I used to hear this a lot. Must be nice to go get a massage. Must be nice to take a day off. 
similar things like that. I don't hear it now. And the reason is I don't tolerate it around me. My team's going to thrive and it's going to thrive because I don't need to put anyone else down or compare to anyone else. I'm going to thrive because of what's in me and what I'm practicing. It decreases judgment for myself because if it's for the team, it's never wasted time. It's important if I've committed to it, even the downtime that's necessary. So video games, a nap, whatever it is, it's important. That's what I'm going to do because that's what the team needs. Number three, it strengthens our resilience, which is our ability to recover. I know I'm going to go farther and push myself harder when I'm at my best. And I'm also going to incorporate the downtime that's needed to recover. Number four, it shifts the perspective to see the responsibility is mine and none of this is selfish. So if I want my team to thrive, I need to put in the things that are going to help do that. I'm going to use the example of running. So that comes up a lot in these podcasts is running. What can I give myself? What is the responsibility to give myself so that my team does the best it can? I can think of proper sleep, hydration before the event, during the event, after the event, choosing nutrition that's going to support the running, and an appropriate pace. So making sure that I have managed the energy level throughout the run. The responsibility is mine to set up and plan and prepare and to follow through and to say, of course, I'm going to do this because it's for my team, even if my team is only one. Fifth, it prepares us to play stronger on other people's team because when my team is doing well, I'm coming from a place of abundance. I'm thinking about what I have to share, what I have to give, what I've learned, I'm also thinking about how I can plan and prepare to be on that person's team. So what's mine? How can I grow? What can I do that's going to help when we're on the team, when we're playing as a team, what's going to help us to do better? There's a quote by Louis Pasteur, so the discoverer of pasteurization, which has made a huge difference in our lives, in our health. And it says, chance favors the prepared mind. If I'm coming from a place of abundance and I'm prepared, there is a better chance that more opportunities are going to arise for me and all the teams that I play on, including mine. And six, it increases courage. So rather than taking things personal, like, oh, they didn't like me, I can say that I'm giving my all for the team and it just didn't work. So I can learn without taking things personal. And I'm going to accumulate more wins because I'm taking more risk. So I'll ask more questions, better questions, if I'm thinking about how I would do it for a friend, just using that as an example. It's particularly helpful to do this with new endeavors because those times that are scary or uncertain or there's doubt, if I can push myself a little bit more and say, this is for the team, it's not about me. Again, this is a a mind shift. I'm going to do more. I'm going to have the courage to do more. So it's not a reflection of me when the answer is no or not now, because the mission is to find the right people or the right opportunities 
or whatever it is that I and my team are working for. So essentially, it's shifting the thinking that shifts our emotions and leads to action. And the action can be micro steps. And in fact, if the action is micro steps, we're much more likely to make progress because it's tiny steps that are going to build our foundation that's nice and solid. And when we take larger steps, we can go back to what we've accomplished in those micro steps and how we've gotten here. So what does it look like to play for the team? Here's some examples. Number one, going to the bathroom when you're first aware of the need. (laughs) This is the first thing that came to mind because I think of the number of people I work with who are in the hospital or in a clinic and who don't, who put that off because of patient care, something needs to be done, something is waiting, there's too much that's pressing, and they're poor bodies. (laughs) So when you play for the team, That means you're setting yourself up for success and whatever tasks you're doing, you're going to do them better. Getting enough sleep and choosing what I consume that may affect my sleep. So if I drink caffeine, I want to make sure that it's not going to impair my sleep, that I can get enough high quality sleep. It may mean asking again. So if the answer was no or not now, it may be asking again or asking differently or evolving the question. It may mean applying again. If the first time it was no or not now, applying again and finding new opportunities. It might mean sharing a challenge with somebody. So something that was secretly closed off and opening that up and sharing with somebody that's playing for the team and inviting somebody else on our team. It could look like celebrating openly. Here's my experience with launching this podcast. So excited to bring it to fruition, to publish it, to share it. And I think my announcements came out as, here it is, rather than, here it is. Oh my goodness. Please listen. Please share. (laughs) So I've been shifting my thinking around this to celebrate openly because I want our team to win, which means I need to get out of my own way and launch with enthusiasm. And each new person that I meet is another opportunity to launch with enthusiasm and make it about service. That's what my team stands for is service. It could look like starting something new or ending something that was overdue. An example of that might be a relationship. Do you ever have those relationships where you feel like you're drinking poison? (laughs) It's a terrible feeling. So it might be ending that dynamic. Or it might be changing the thoughts around the relationship. Or it might be changing the relationship itself. Playing for the team means not enduring something that's going to make us weaker or polarized. So ways to shift your thinking from me to I'm playing for the team. If this were a loved one, how would I approach this? So pick your favorite loved one. If they were doing what it is that you want or need to do, what would you do for them? Or what would you consider or suggest or offer? 
what's edgy either for them or for you to say or to do, but is so important. Open it up. If anything were possible, how would you go about it? Another way might be if I were asking a bold friend to take this on, what additional steps would I ask for? So with the example of my podcast, if I were asking a bold friend to publicize or spread the word about this podcast, where would I ask them to look, to reach out to, or to grow? Because then I'm not held back by my beliefs, my limiting beliefs. I can think bigger and I can take that information and apply it to me. An important part of playing for the team is evaluating the team and looking at what's holding the team back. This is a higher level question. Another way of asking it is, where am I getting in the way? So an example is when I'm coaching and I hear somebody say, I just can't handle stress. That is a limiting belief that is holding the team back. So shifting the thoughts, looking at this in a new way, playing for the team who we want to win, thinking, I will learn how to handle stress. Or stress isn't comfortable now, but I'm going to do this. This is what the team needs. So it's letting go of what's holding us back first, and then it's moving on to those thought shifts. And we're not forcing them. The reason we're not forcing them is because we have first let go of the old belief. Even if it comes up, we don't attach to it. We let it go. And that allows new thinking to come in. Another way to evaluate the team is to look at what needs to be fired from the team or off the team. Is it limiting beliefs? Is it certain behaviors? Is it those who you don't need on the team or are destructive to the team? So how can you make the team more effective and more efficient? And then finally, what do I want to add to the team? Be specific, write it out, schedule it in. I'm not kidding. <laughs> If it's really going to happen, it has to be clear, scheduled, and non-negotiable. Ask yourself, what am I holding back on that the team needs? So it's another way to bring it in the thinking about limiting beliefs. What am I holding back on that the team needs or will benefit from? So we're creating a team that's healthy and abundant. That's my team. And again, that's my team, whether it's a team of one or a larger team, because this is what fulfillment is about. This is the gift that I can give myself by creating the healthiest team that's prepared and planned. From this place, I'm going to be open to invitations and I'm going to create more invitations to others. I'm going to attract differently. Changing my mindset is going to attract differently people to me, and I'm going to look differently at others. I have a neighbor, and one day I was walking down the street. We hadn't met before, 
And I said, hello. She said, hello. And we started a conversation, probably a 20 minute conversation in the central Texas sun, (laughs) which means it was a good conversation. And later on, as we'd become friends, she said, you know, I just noticed there was this energy about you. And I thought, how cool. It's a sign that when we are shifting our lives, shifting our thinking, open to new people or new things, we're going to attract differently. Also from a healthy team, I'm going to be more discerning about what I commit to and I'm going to continue that follow through. So commitment to myself or commitment to others, it doesn't matter. I'm going to want to give back and share. Every time I experience phenomenal customer service, I make sure that somebody else knows, whether it's on social media or telling a friend or sharing it in some other capacity. So in town, we have Village Foods and Pharmacy, and I had a phenomenal pharmacy experience like above and beyond anything I'd ever experienced and immediately wanted to share it to the world. Hey, consider Village Foods and Pharmacy on your team too. So wanting to give back, if I figure out something that's hard, then I want to share it with others. And I'm going to listen when others want to share it with me as well. Joanne Philomena of the Widowcast taught me how to do a podcast. Taught me like it was no big deal for her. And I did everything she said. I listened. I followed through. If you like this podcast, I listened well and did a good job. If not, I didn't listen enough. (laughs) You can let me know. So she has phenomenal ability to teach and to share. And I'm so grateful for her. So from a place of a healthy and abundant team, I'm going to seek more because I want to continue to grow. The more I grow, The more my team evolves, the more I can share and give to others. And that continues to generate joy. It's a gift. I'm also going to do better with managing my energy and spending more time in the right zones. So playing for the team really means fulfillment, openness, creation, attraction, discernment, gratitude, giving back. Who doesn't want this? This has been a mind shift that has changed my life. I'd like to switch from talking about playing for the team to talking about zones. And this is what I read about in the book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. This book is packed with all kinds of great information. We're just going to focus on the discussion of the zones. So, In the book, there are four zones, and we're going to break them down. Incompetence, competence, excellence, and genius. The first is the zone of incompetence, what we are not good at or don't want to be good at. I have two examples. The first is car detailing. I really appreciate a clean, detailed car. I really am not competent at this. The second is clipping our dog's nails. I tried it once. Got through the first dog who was very generous in their patience for it. The first nail of our second dog, it was a bleeder and our dog was yelping. (laughs) 
And that's when I said, this is not my zone. I'm going to prioritize finding somebody who it is in their zone. The second zone is competence. So it's just that. We could do it at least as well as someone else. These are great areas to delegate to somebody else. Here's an example. I worked with Debbie in the past, and she was amazing. And I'm sure she still is amazing. She submitted all the billing for our group. She handled all kinds of issues, prevented an equal number, and she was kind and generally amazing. So my zone of competence, because I could have done those things, was her zone of either excellence or genius. Another example are neighborhood dinner clubs. It's where a group of families may get together and delegate who is going to make dinner for all the families and deliver it, which is awesome. So four families may only have to cook one night, but have dinner that they can have as a family for four nights. So zone of competence, delegating tasks if someone can do it as well. The next one is the zone of excellence. These are things we do extremely well. They help us make a good living, live a comfortable life. It's reliable and it keeps relationships stable. It's easy to stay here. It's a good place to be. Again, it's comfortable. It's kind of like the beanbag that just contorts to your body. So the zone of excellence is good, but there's a place deep inside us that kind of withers and dies if we remain the same. There's that place of wanting something more, kind of like wanting a phenomenal life. And finally, zone of genius. How does that land for you? Hearing that you have a zone of genius. Does it evoke the feels? It's a term that my son has taught me, the feels. (laughs) It's the place of using our special gifts and strengths. So those things that are exclusive to us, It's that place where we can do our magic in the world. It might seem kind of woo-woo. It did to me at first. But then I, the more I think about it, the more I realize that there are some things for me that seem incredibly easy. That's my genius. Because they're not easy for other people. And there are some things, many things, that seem so easy for other people. That's their zone of genius. So said another way, it's living my highest purpose or the calling for my life. It's what the world needs. It needs from us. And it's the gift that we can give ourselves because when we're operating in this zone, we're doing it in a natural way using our strengths and building on our strengths. So our zone of genius is not something that we automatically go to It's a place that we get to. And the way that we get there is by delegating, hiring, figuring out how the things that we're incompetent in we don't need, or how to get those needs met without being us. It's moving beyond the zone of excellence. It's delegating out of the zone of competence so that we can really focus on what we are intended to do, our magic in the world. So coming back to playing on the team, it means taking great care of the team, regardless of the number of team members. Because the return for the team is rejuvenation, relief, 
empowerment, strength, decluttering, clarification of which zones we're operating in, and how to either move into our zone of genius or stay in our zone of genius. And that is what makes the difference between a good life and a phenomenal life. Sending you a high five, a big hug, and I'm totally cheering for you. And I'll see you next time. Let's stay connected. Sign up for regular emails at georgemdcoaching.com forward slash freebie, and you'll receive a guide on the five obstacles to your ideal weight. That's georgemdcoaching.com forward slash F-R-E-E-B-I-E.